and welcome to episode 159 of Divided by Werewolves. First episode of November. First episode after daylight whatever time. Yeah, God, it's fucked me up today, too, man. they call it. <laughs> I was this morning, I was like, it's so bright out. And then at 5.30, I was like, I what know. the fuck? Why is it so dark? I know. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to all you people with young kids whose lives are about to get fucked for the next week. It's all good. Uh, shout out to Elon Musk, who spent $44 billion to show the world how much of a fucking idiot he is. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I haven't seen something that successful get run into the ground that quickly since Dan Snyder bought the Redskins. <laughs> like, I mean, he... He had people out here thinking he was, like, fucking Tony Stark, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, all you had to do was just grow a thicker skin and not care about people making fun of you. You could keep making your electric cars and your fucking rockets and and fucking name your children after the anti-life equation or whatever the fuck (laughs) that was. And everybody would have kept on thinking that. And then you can't handle critic and this is you spend more money than anyone would see in 10,000 lifetimes mm-hmm. to show the world how bad you are at running a technology like like if you wanted to show the world how dumb you were just get a podcast <laughs> like it's yeah. literally it costs a hundred bucks a month I mean a year like tops like I've been telling the world how dumb i am for like 10 years i if i i don't even i don't think i've spent a thousand dollars and they would have paid him like if he got a podcast like spotify would have backed the money truck up because it would just be like it would be a contest between him and joe rogan to see who could have the dumbest take on anything any given day they would have paid him to do it and instead he pays his own money to show the world how fucking stupid he is <laughs> like it blows my mind and and what's sad is that there's still be all the weird nerds defending him mm-hmm. because people are gonna think it's the same fucking idiots who were like thinking donald trump was playing like 4d chess when it really is just no we just have zero accountability for rich white guys. Like that's literally all it comes down to mm-hmm. is if you're rich and white, you can, unless you have dirt on other rich white people, at which point you get murdered in your jail cell, like Epstein. Right. Uh, right. But otherwise, if you just, whatever, you just can keep your mouth shut about the important things. You can just continue to be stupid and do whatever. And people will give you a pass because they think that like, I don't, I can't think of a better poster child for like assuming someone is smart just because they had money and then like had smart people do things for them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, bro, you had it, like you fucking had it. <laughs> and then like, you know, God, whatever. This whole thing is a fucking mess. It'll be interesting to see where this goes, just because like all the solutions that people are like, oh, we're gonna go to Mastodon. No, you're not. Oh no. It's like nobody's. And there's like, want. and there's like ten, and I. They're Mastodon social and yeah, exactly. It's like right. It's like they're all and none of them. It's like none of them. Like even Discord is only Discord. Maybe if you find the right group of people, but at the end of the day, mm-hmm. like it's you're not gonna find something to replace. Twi- something else will come along. Just like mm-hmm. everything was very blog focused, and then Twitter came right, along, right? Right. And you're like, oh shit, right? Like something else will come along. It's just who knows what it's going to be, and then some right. rich dick bag will fucking ruin it, and that'll be the end of that. Right. Exactly. But um, <laughs> goddamn, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, whatever. I mean, if I had forty four billion dollars, I mean, I have a. I bought a Powerball ticket. Maybe I'll win. It's up to one point nine billion. No mm-hmm. one should have that much. Like I am strongly in the the AOC camp of every billionaire is a policy represents a policy failure. Like a hundred percent. Don't give me a Powerball jackpot. You give me two billion dollars. There is no. The English language cannot express the amount of stupidity that oh, will yeah. entail if you Same. give me <laughs> that much money. 
yeah. like 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 literally like there's no words to describe <laughs> the level of dumb fuckery that will occur yeah. if you oh, yeah. give me that much money. Yeah, same. <laughs> Cuz I've th- I've given it thought. Let's just say I've given it some thought. And shit's about to get wild. <laughs> like you're going to have a fucking comic book shop. Trust that motherfucker. So get yeah. your shit together cuz your hospital well, days like said, are done. Man. I don't I, give a fuck where it is. You pick the city. Um, <laughs> we're opening that shit up. Like, like I don't even need a billion. But if I if 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 I had enough money to sustain, mm-hmm. like you know, myself and my mm-hmm. my kids, yep, I would happily run the least successful movie theater this fucking town. Oh has. my god! No, <laughs> listen, no, listen. It's a, it's a movie theater that's attached to a comic book shop, exactly. and it just shows. <laughs> Like fucking old horror movies, yep. and yeah, that is like, my ideal existence. Yeah, like like <laughs> break, like I don't give a fuck. I'll take whatever fucking any one of your six thousand DVDs and throw that shit on the record and let them come after me. I don't give a fuck about your copyright strike. Eat a no. dick, bitch. Eat some popcorn. Sit the fuck down. And enjoy the show. <laughs> yes, right? I'm watching Pearl again. Shut the fuck up. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. It's action comics right on the wall. Take one. Have yourself a gin and tonic and shut the fuck up. You're about to have a good time. <laughs> fuck out of here. Fucking right. Goddamn right. We would fucking kill that shit. We would kill that shit. Yep. Anyway, maybe they should give us money because that's a <laughs> fucking good idea. And then we have a barbecue joint on the one side. So it's oh. a barbecue joint, theater, comic book shop. Just yep. right. Boom, boom, boom. You can fucking take your giant. 12 hour smoked beef ribs into the theater with you and then on the way out fucking pick up the latest Kate Beaton uh, graphic novel about life in the oil sands like how does that not make money exactly how does that not make money the fuck out of here we got this we got this make it happen give me 44 billion dollars I'll put more good in the world than that fucking dipshit exactly anyway all right uh, we have three absolute bangers to talk about. I don't even know which one to start with because they're all so good. Yeah, I know. I know. Let, let's 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 start. Uh, let's do Terrifier two. Okay. Yeah. That because was my actually, uh, this movie is it just um, this movie will if you are like a like a horror fan and you are. It's funny because, you know, my wife was talking to me. Um, my wife does not watch horror movies. She's not a fan of at all. But she it was telling me that she was reading this article in one of her magazines about horror being kind of cyclical, where um, in terms of, like, the, the horror trends of, mm-hmm. like, oh, it's, like, slashers, and then it's paranormal, and then it's... And, and when she was kind of talking to me about it, and I said, you know... I said that's true if you are only talking about mainstream horror, like what bubbles right. up from the horror community into to mainstream because you you do have that cycle of you know well you'll have something like a scream and then there's a bunch of things like I know what you did last summer and mm-hmm. you know stuff like that and then you'll have something like The Conjuring and then you'll have The Conjuring 2 and Insidious and and Sinister that you know that kind of stuff will kind of bubble all up mm-hmm. and then you'll have some what they call you know kind of highbrow where it's like you know a get out or then a you know hereditary that type of thing you know and then it comes and now we're seeing you know kind of and then I said, if you are like a horror fan, like that stuff is not cyclical because those genres are well represented in the independent stuff. And then you have this fucking crazy ass independent, ultra gory, incre- yeah. like incredibly violent horror movie break through everything, somehow get theatrical releases, continue to get theatrical yep. releases, and make a shit ton of money despite being delayed for years yep. because of the pandemic. And, and, you know, and crowdfunded. Like, that's where and the money to even make it came from. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's based on a character that from a movie that only people like you and I watch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's like terrifying and 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 it's unrated. That's the other thing. It's yep. like there was a time, like I remember going to see. This was before I think they had 
um, actually, I, I'm not sure if it was. I don't remember exactly when NC-17 became a thing. Mm. But, like, um, when I when I was uh, growing up in Albany, New York, there was an independent movie theater, and I can't remember the name of it. And I would go there to watch more, like, art house movies. And that's where I saw um, The Cook, The Thief, His Wife, and Her Lover, which at the time was probably, like, one of the first, like, NC-17 movies I had ever seen. I don't know if it was unrated or if it was NC-17 at the time. Mm. But I remember it was, like, beyond R. Um, And so for this movie to come out as an unrated, independent, years-in-the-making horror movie featuring Art the Clown, whom (laughs) no one knows about, is absolutely bonkers. Yep. And I mean, all the credit in the world to Damien Leone for getting this thing. Um, off the ground, getting it made, getting it out there, and then being able to continue with, you know, kind of pushing it more and more, you know, week after week to mm-hmm. to, to to get more people. Um, I yeah, thought like, it was fantastic. It, it, yeah, I mean, like it's 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 just been incredible to see what this movie's done. Like it it, it is mind boggling because, you know, uh, Adam Green tried it with Hatchet too. Yeah, you know, when when it first came out, and it, I think it was in theaters for one day before they pulled it. Yeah, <laughs> so, and, and and you know it's, it's kind of a similar story, man. Hatchet Two was you know an indie and and it's ultra gory and and it it's you know he was so desperate to have the new horror icon in Victor Crowley, like he called it the new the next Jason and shit like that, and like mm-hmm. you can't you really can't kind of force that. And now, art is absolutely gonna be the next icon you know if he's if you don't consider him one already i do but uh and it's crazy that it came out of you know even terrifier the first one it, it, it's kind of a miracle it happened because it's, it was literally a character who was in the bookends of a shit yeah <laughs> anthology <laughs> movie yeah so so the fact that he even became a thing is incredible and then to see this this is just a may 10 million bucks mm-hmm. like amazing but also, like, and we do have to. It's it like it's not the idea of art in the same way that like, um, Doug Jones. Like, there's a reason why Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro like Pan's Labyrinth and Hellboy Two and like mm-hmm. work as well as they do. It's because of how good of a physical actor Doug Jones mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. and inhabiting those characters, even without any lines. Like Sorry. David Howard Thornton as Art the Clown. Like there were moments in this movie, I like the whole scene in the the spirit Halloween store or whatever. Yes, with like the like he's blowing the thing out, and the guy's like, "Man, take that shit out of your mouth." He's like, Burr, you know, or he's like doing the dance. Like his level of physical comedy, yes, is just was fucking fantastic, and it was perfect because I mean he is a and what what they said is like Art the Clown is not a a traditional clown; he's more of a mime, right? So right. you know that being expressive within the face, even though his face is stuck in that same rictus. And so he's, he can't work with his face the same way that mimes can. Mm -hmm. So it's all in the, the way he holds his head, the, you know, his physicality, his movements, and, and it just imbues this character to your point with the type of things you would, expect to see from iconic horror villains so you know in in the same it, it's it's you know the michael myers you know kind of just you know kind of getting up from the you know right. knocked down like the right. you know or, or like or the head tilt yeah. the head tilt right exactly like 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 he just imbued this he completely made it his own and made it not made it his own and made it its own thing right um yeah, yeah it, I, I was surprised at how fucking funny this was. Like, yes, honestly, and know, and it was it. funny. You could tell, it, at least from my point of view, that it it felt intentional. It wasn't like oh, you, yeah, you yeah. weren't laughing at at, at at its expense. Right. Yeah. Hundred percent. Because I feel like, and I, I I need to rewatch the first one. It's been a while since I've seen Me it. Too. I, I know I know that he was he was the same in that one, but I still feel like the first one was more mean spirited. Yeah. Or like not as lighthearted. This like to call this lighthearted. Obviously, like it's not lighthearted. Like it's it's fucking incredibly violent. But like like we talked about, you know, before it it, it it's almost comedic in mm-hmm. in how over the top it is. Like the violence, not just yes. art, but but the violence itself is is so over the top that it becomes funny. 
um, for me, I'm for us, you know, but like, I understand people like passing out and shit like that. Like, but I'm in that, that type of shit. I love that. Cause all that does is, is just, it just, it cements its bona fides. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and I think for me, the, the different, I agree with you because the first one, it's it just seemed more like, you know, like, I don't know if it's because this one had more of a story. Even if the story went some really weird places, and I don't fully <laughs> right. like. I mean, you know, shout out to Lauren Lavera, Sienna. She did a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of anchoring the, the the film, and kind of being you know, I, she she her she's about to step into a whole new world of horror weirdos. I feel kind of bad for her, yep. <laughs> but um, happening to her on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, it's it's um, it, it, you know she. The fact that this movie had a story, whereas the first one was just like Art the Clown, just basically terrorizes these, you know, these these women in this, mm-hmm. um, um, you know, uh, warehouse or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the fact that it, this one seemed to to try to do th- more stuff narratively, I think, helped feel it less mean spirited because it wasn't like a, you know, like a saw or a. You know something like that, where where even mm-hmm. even with the story, it was somewhat mean spirited. Like I actually, you know, unlike the first movie, where I couldn't have even tell you what happened. Like I actually liked I liked her friends, mm-hmm. and so when they were killed, particularly um, Victoria, the 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 woman who's I think that was the the girl who was killed in her in her that the clip that got released on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I really liked her, and and like I liked her her other friend, the one that you know that goes to the party with her. Like mm-hmm. so, so Sienna and her and her friends, you know, Brooke and Victoria, whatever. Like you, you actually you like them as characters. So the the violence is a little more impactful, but also it it feels less like. In, in some ways, you could I could argue you could argue well that makes it actually meaner then because right. But but I think it's because the first one I don't feel like it it really established as well characters for you to care about so it's almost just like they're there just to get slaughtered it's almost like just kind of watching animals get led to the slaughter and then you're kind of like reveling in the slaughter whereas this because there were stakes and and stuff it was less about the killing even though the killing was you know obviously a part of it a big part of it Mm -hmm. you know you were more invested in the folks in the movie and I love the yep. mother. <laughs> oh yeah, she was great. Dude. I I I almost tweeted that. I was like, I like this character was so perfectly written to be a single mm-hmm. mom. That's that I'm was, like, were you? Have you been in my house? On, because right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like shit. I need to turn this Alexa off because she is listening to me. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's so fucking good because she was so spot on. Yeah. She had zero single mom fucks left to give, <laughs> and just she's like, I can't even, you know. But um, yeah, and then and so you know when when and and the thing is that when we talk about the violence, one just like I cannot tell you. So we watched Bullet Train over the weekend. Perfectly fine. Brad Pitt is always enjoyable to watch. You know, everybody in the movie was great. But it's the it the digital stuff. It's just like practical effects. Even when you are laughing at them, or you, it's not as because there's some shit that happens in Terrifier too, where you're just like, that's not how bodies work. <laughs> like oh, I don't absurd. care. Yeah. And and <laughs> but it's still the physicality of practical effects. I it just it cannot be. It's just like, okay, this is a stupid thing. Like, last week, my wife and I watched Bros, which I loved. I thought it was fucking hilarious. It was heartfelt. It was beautiful. But it was also shot on location everywhere. Mm-hmm. So there's a scene where Billy Eichner is talking to his boyfriend, I forget the guy's name, in um, Providence Town. It's at sunset, and they're on the beach. And when they're the camera goes to Billy Eichner, the, the the sun's behind him, and when it goes to his boyfriend, the sun's on him. And when you compare that to like a Marvel movie where the lighting is all in a studio because of the green screen, you just you simply cannot replace 
that warmth and substance, mm-hmm. the substantive quality of shooting on location, the the way the light works, the, in the same way that when you have practical effects, even if those practical effects are showing you something that is just ridiculous, it there's it just is such a huge difference, mm-hmm. and to, and to think that. Practical effects are now a hallmark of movies with smaller budgets, yet look better than fucking two hundred million dollar things put on screen. Just blows my mind. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um. Hundred percent. And it's like some of the violence in this was hilarious because it was so over the top. Like, like I, 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 I have a hard. I don't know. I have a hard time. It's not that I don't believe it. I, I, I'm not saying anybody's lying about things but it's like if you're do you know anyone who knew enough about terrifier to go see terrifier 2 in the theater who would then be weirded out so much by the violence that they would oh, no. vomit no. pass out whatever no yeah not at all no it's it, it's i think i can see like it by at this point because of word of mouth and yeah because and especially it being the Halloween thing because that's kind of what really helped push it was it it was kind of the the everybody wants to go see a horror movie in Halloween right or in October mm-hmm. and so that certainly pushed it but I can't imagine for the life of me that first weekend you know because I mean audience saw it at like festival and stuff and nobody yeah. was like passing out and shit but that's because that's the audience and I can't imagine just a regular person going to the theater and seeing that poster and, and being like, like, Oh yeah, I'd like to yeah, watch this. Like this one. Like, yeah, exactly. Two hours, no problem. Like, yeah, two, ex- well, that's the other part. Right. Exactly. Two hours, 40 minutes. Sure. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Like you said, two and a half hours. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I bought a ticket for Wakanda forever. I love black Panther and even a two, I was like two forty. Oh man. All right. So, I mean, I'm not going to go, See Terrifier two that's fucking two and a half hours long. Right. <laughs> so like I would you would have had to be like, yep, I know what this is all about. I'm gonna go do it. So I just I, again, I'm not saying anybody lied. I just it's just it's just a weird thing for me to right. think that someone like you said would go to this movie and just be like and not know what was coming. Right. Exactly. And especially because it was so over the top. But um, yeah. yeah, so the, I oh, go ahead. I was gonna say that that's the other thing that still blows my fucking mind. I love it so much, just the fact that this movie is in theaters. Like I know, <laughs> like, it's just amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just I would love like I would love to do just to talk to people who were just like I had no idea what this was I, we were like we went to the theater we were like huh well, well let's, let's try this movie <laughs> yeah that like it's like uh, I went with with Gene to Atlanta to uh, to see uh, Clerks 3 like a, a mm-hmm. convenience store tour and listening to Kevin talk about the movie before it played and he was like listen he's like I've I've seen it for the 45th time tonight he's like I'm not here for the movie he's like I'm gonna sit behind the screen back there and I want to I want to experience you guys experiencing it right and I'm would 1 billion percent would love to go to theaters mm-hmm. especially around here yeah and just watch people watch while yeah Terrifier was <laughs> exactly like oh, what God. the fuck like, like, yeah, there are people seeing shit in this movie they have like never seen shit yeah. like this before in their life. Didn't even yeah. know it existed. Exactly. We just right, I would have... just love the re- I hope there's a like on the Blu-ray. I hope there's some reaction shots or something. Like I'm yeah. not sure there won't be, but man, that would be fucking amazing. Yeah, because there's people who'd be like, I would have thought this was illegal. Like I wouldn't. You're think right. Exactly. You could... exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know. It, the one criticism I do have it is is I'm not like I felt like there was some stuff that they kind of like left unexplained like the whole thing with like their their father and him having sketches of art and and then like there's some weird shit kind of happening at the end and they said they wanted to do a third one and maybe it'll kind of get yeah. explained at that point but mostly I was just kind of like along for the ride and oh, was yeah. like fine with yeah. it same here yeah I mean it's like, you know, everybody's like, oh, this one actually has a story. Well, yeah, it, I mean, it does. It does have a story, but it also doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. Ways, right, know? right, right. Yeah. Yeah. 
but definitely worth checking out. In fact, um, I mean, it's, it's still in theaters. It's 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 so on theaters on Screenbox. Yeah, it's on Screenbox. And then um, we did get uh, an email about it, and I'm trying to remember when the Blu-ray comes out. It's actually soon. Like it's not as far off as I because I pre-ordered it um, last weekend. And I was like, "Oh shit, that's not that long of a wait." I can't. Remember. Yeah, it's because um, Best Buy is doing a 4K. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a Walmart exclusive. It was a Walmart. Still. That was the other thing. Fucking, like, As I was talking to Linda, Walmart. I was like, "I said I cannot believe that this movie is getting a 4K at Best, a 4K steelbook at Best Buy. Like, do they even sell movies anymore?" Like, I texted you. I was like, "What You're the right. fuck?" And then yeah, like a Walmart thing. Like, goddamn, uh, DVD in December for mm. Cinedime. Um. Yeah, Steelbook, Blu-ray, Walmart, school, like good for them. Yeah, man. I mean, it's awesome. Just fucking good for them. Yeah, I, I love it. I you know I said on Twitter this this will always be remembered as the the Halloween of Art the Clown. Like yeah, this is 100%. like history shit. My for horror, like it's yeah, and amazing. it does make me go ah oh, god. Do I got to subscribe to Screenbox? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. They got to get some more exclusives for me to subscribe, but I mean, it's also like I think it's like thirty bucks a year or something. It's not bad. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, what's next? Let's do Pearl. Okay. Um. So Pearl uh, is if if y'all watched X Ty West. Um. So so Pearl is an interesting kind of uh, thing because you know X came out and Mia Goth who stratosphere level for me at this point mm-hmm. um so mia goth played um uh in x she played pearl who was you know the killer uh mm-hmm. but then also um played um maxine who was the one of the the actresses um so so x comes out and you know we're all totally vibing on this you know kind of throwback texas chainsaw texas chainsaw Bugs, massacre yeah. yet meets porno uh like never before has there been an old lady where if, or, or, or sorry a horror movie where if you would just fuck the old lady everybody'd still be alive <laughs> like come on throw yeah. the throw yeah. the septuagenarian the d save some <laughs> lives you know what i'm saying like that should be that should be a, a, a poster right there yeah. you know yeah. fuck the elderly <laughs> save lives you don't know you don't know right it's the horniest generation. Who knows? <laughs> so so we get X, and then Ty West is like, oh, by the way, while we were in New Zealand, I also shot this movie that tells the story about Pearl Younger starring Mia Goth as Pearl. And you're just like, because, hey, like, we were there, right? Like, I right. can't. I I I'll I'll this more I was in I went to Publix today I checked out I realized I forgot something I couldn't be bothered to go back and buy it it would have taken me two minutes and this motherfucker was like well while we're here let's shoot an entirely different movie right <laughs> and then drop it like drop a trailer as the post credit scene of this other movie we just made exactly and by the way there's also a third one. Right. Okay, dude, just like at some <laughs> point you need to stop showing off. <laughs> All right. Just So anyway, like Pearl Okay, so this movie is going to continue the trend of actresses in horror movies not getting nominated for things simply yep. because they're in horror movies. Cuz if you watch this movie and get to the monologue the two-minute, five-minute, whatever fucking long, absolutely brilliant monologue that Mia Goth delivers at the end of this movie and don't think she's not one of the best goddamn actresses working today. I don't know what the fuck to tell you in the same way that if you watched Resurrection or The Night House and didn't see the work that Rebecca Hall did and think she deserves recognition for that, then I don't know what the fuck to tell you. But I will tell you, they're not getting it because they don't, they're not in some fucking Oscar bait movie that gets dropped in at the holiday season directed right. by Steven Spielberg or some shit. Right. Yep. Because she is she carries this movie 
And I don't mean carries it because the movie needs to be carried and she's the good. It literally is about her. Mm-hmm. And it is fucking brilliant. It is shot. It The colors in this thing are beautiful. It is, imagine the beginning. Imagine like the if if the beginning of Wizard of Oz before they made it to Oz was shot in color. Yep. You know, with these these very bright colors evoking well, quote he unquote technicolor, I think I read. Yeah. Which is fucking awesome. Like, you know, it, kind of evoking simpler times, mm-hmm. so to speak. And then imagine that kind of thing and and they just never go to Oz. It just stays there. The 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 brightness of it, the simplicity of it, the, the of everything and then this woman carrying this entire movie and playing one of the most sympathetic psychopaths you have ever seen on screen. Yep. Because as the movie goes on, you realize she is not right in the head. <laughs> and, that, and I don't mean to be like that's a insensitive whatever, you know, kind of thing of mental illness. But like she is a full on psychopath. The stuff that she talks about later on that she did with little small animals and all that shit and how she feels about killing this and killing that and it's like just says it like I mean, she carries this whole movie and does it fucking brilliantly. Yeah, absolutely. It it, it like I've literally been thinking about this movie since I watched it. Like I cannot stop thinking. I am obsessed with Mia Goth right now. Even like, the very the closing scene here's what I want. I don't want Maxine Triple X. I want a movie called Harold or Howard right. or called Howard that shows what the fuck he did from the minute he got home <laughs> and saw what he saw to him taking care of her in X because mm-hmm. I want to see what the deal was with that motherfucker because she <laughs> must have been amazing in bed for him to be like yep I'm good we're good let's just keep on keeping on because that we know the motherfucker couldn't keep up keep up with her coming X so God knows what those next fifty years would have been like. He must have, she must have ground him down to a nubbin. <laughs> Listen, I have never wanted to be a scarecrow so badly in my life. So I get it, man. I ain't mad at him. God <laughs> damn right. I mean, and it's it is so it is, and it's like I always enjoy watching filmmakers play with different styles and palettes mm-hmm. and 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 trying to evoke different eras purposefully yes. not not just because they just want to play in that playground but because it is um it, it is important for the setting of the film so like mm-hmm. that for x that grimy texas chainsaw massacre kind of grindhousey look was perfect for what he was doing and then this like you said the technicolor the bright colors you know all that stuff being was was super important for this this particular story and it's like right. you know it's like we just and i think it's because i mean i love the marvel movies don't get me wrong like when i see like i have not seen black adam i'll see you when it comes out but like you just you just see the commercials and it's like just these <laughs> giant cgi effects fests and this is not a this is not a DC versus Marvel thing it's they both do it it's like you see all that shit and then you just and then you see something like this where you know it just the the use of of it's just not focus tested to death it's just it's what the the filmmaker had a vision they wanted to evoke a, a mood and a time frame and they 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 shot it to 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 illuminate that yeah, well, I mean, it's it's it, it jumped directly to the top of my list for the year. Like, it's my favorite thing on the year so far. And this this is the kind of movie that reminds me why I fucking am obsessed with movies. Like, yeah, like, you know, that, that's just full stop. Like, that's what it did for me. I just I've literally been thinking about it since I watched it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and 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 they, and again, in part because you would think that if like when you watched X. Pearl was a somewhat of a sympathetic killer, but also not because you're just yeah, like, all right, you yeah. can't get laid, so that's why. Like, right, right. shit, I spent all of high school not being able to get laid. I never killed anybody. Right. Like, <laughs> right. And so you're almost going, well, this is a, uh, like, like 
I don't. You could argue after watching X that we didn't need a backstory on Pearl, but then they give us one, and it's so good, and Mia Goth is so captivating that now you're like, well, yes, we did need. Like I did. Like like, if I remember right, when we when we did X on the show, that was my one kind of critique. I was like. I was like, I loved everything about it, but my thing was like, I just don't know that being horny was enough of a motivation for somebody to snap and fucking murder everybody in the house, right? Right, right. <laughs> but, then, but then I was like, but then you get to the post-credit scene and you see that, and I'm like, oh shit, like that's going to completely fix the one issue I had, and it absolutely did. Like, it's, I, right. I, you know, getting that backstory, and I'm like, it makes, you know, I mean, obviously she's, like you said, a psychopath, so, I mean, that's all you really need to know for it to make sense for her to snap and kill everyone, but you know, just having this and seeing like what she went through and yeah, and all that stuff like it just adds to X, which you know, yes, prequel should do if it's right. that's the point, right? Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's funny though. I I saying to Linda, I was like, I learned today that alligators like human heads. Like <laughs> <laughs> you can just feed them to them, like you know, popcorn. Yeah. Just throw them on in there. <laughs> Did not know that. Live in Florida all this time. Did not realize you could just throw bodies into the pond and the alligators will just jump on up. <laughs> <laughs> Probably for the best. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah. So, um, I don't know when Maxine comes out. Do you? I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so bad at keeping up with this stuff. Um, okay. So the last film, uh, oddly enough, is a movie that uh, A24 had um, the chance of getting and then didn't. And uh, somehow um, it fell to, uh, I don't remember the studio. It ended up on HBO Max right before Halloween. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like the studio, uh, I don't know if it matters. <clears throat> but um, uh, that is Barbarian. Um, so you know, kind of Barbarian, uh, written and directed by uh, Zach Krager, kind of got got the same um, kind of boost I think that like Smile did, where it was like a a good horror movie released around Halloween um, in the theater. Um, I mean, we were lucky. It it came out actually more over the summer, and then we were lucky that it, it like I said, it hit HBO Max at the very end of October, um, so we could watch it. Um, starring uh, Justin Long um, as AJ, Georgina Campbell as Tess, and a fucking fantastic Bill Skarsgård as Keith. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a movie I had read. They said don't read anything about it don't know anything about it just go into it cold when you see it and i i don't know about you but i i think that is i think if i had known more about it going into it i don't think i would have enjoyed it as much i yeah i i certainly uh certainly would have would have not like it wouldn't have hit as hard as it did for me if i'd known literally i knew nothing i knew justin long was in it i was like good gotta see that like that's all i need to know (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I knew absolutely nothing. That's and hundred percent. That's the way to see this movie. Um, I it's like I don't know, I I, I don't know if I want to spoil it because I I kind of feel like we'd be. <laughs> yeah, we're sitting here like don't know anything. Don't worry about it. But here, it. here it is. Yeah. Um. So, uh, let's just say so. So we we can kind of talk about it. Uh, it will be somewhat, um, generic. So. Uh, Georgina Campbell plays Tess. She's a young woman who has a job interview in Detroit and um, goes to her Airbnb and finds out that it is being rented by uh, Bill Skarsgård, who, you know, obviously is Pennywise clown. Um, and um, they, she kind of goes back to her car. He's like, hey, there's this convention, medical convention in town. Probably not going to be able to go to a hotel. Why don't you stay here? I can sleep on the couch. You can stay in the bed. You can take, you can take a picture of my driver's license. Like, it's all good. And she's like, okay. Um, and then it, it kind of goes from there. And then later on, you know, we find out that, you know, it's just along. He plays this, like, um, uh, like a writer. I don't know exactly what his exact 
role was in the show, but he he's like he's got a pilot coming up, and then there's some uh, is an allegation of sexual assault by one of the actresses on the show, um, and he's getting dropped from the pilot. The show isn't getting made, um, and he has a kind of connection to the house where um, Tess and Keith are, and then um, shit kind of goes from there. Mm-hmm. Um, I can say that this movie starts off with you feeling like it's going to be one thing, then it completely shifts, and then you're oh, trying yes. to figure out <laughs> how does what we're seeing now tie into what happened before, and then it does tie in, um, and then it kind of just is a fucking roller coaster from that point. Um, I will say that at the beginning, this movie does a very good job of playing on audiences' expectations of what horror movies are supposed to be delivering in the year of our Lord, 2022. Well, not only that, but in the, the way that they're delivered, because it yes, it, it takes so much of it takes place out of order and stuff like that like it's it jumps around like it's almost like two different movies the way it kind of plays out um, yeah initially and almost three at one point so it's like it uh it's one of those things right where it's like even even when the first kind of the twist or the first kind of major what the fuck moment happens i, I you're still like you still don't know what's happening right and then, and then it goes back and it shows you some other stuff, and you're like, "Oh, okay." And like you said, like how everything interconnects. But the way that it tells it, I think, is fucking brilliant because it keeps you uneasy. Like it keeps, yeah. you like you know, it keeps you in like that. What the fuck? You're just sitting there, like, what the fuck is going to happen next? Kind of thing. And because yes. of the way it delivers the story, like I think that's fucking. That was a brilliant choice. Yeah. And 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 because and it's interesting because I think that like. You know, some of these movies, I mean, you could completely enjoy this movie as as someone who doesn't watch horror movies because there's still a sense of unease at the beginning where you're just trying to figure out, like, who's on the up and up about what. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But the fact that it, those tensions are exacerbated if you are a horror movie fan. Mm Mm-hmm. And you still are not fully under like you don't you you just don't know, right? I think like the fact that it can play on both of those levels is is great, mm-hmm. um, because you know it's like we've talked about this before. You know when people are like this is the scariest movie I've ever seen. You and I watch it and we're like. I guess I just can't feel anything. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like we've just gotten so, you know, like when my wife and I watch Don't Worry Darling, beautiful film, extremely well shot, beautiful costumes. Florence Pugh was absolutely amazing. She was great. Like 10 minutes into it, I said, oh, this isn't real. Like mm. this, this whole thing, it's not real. And my wife was like, what? And I was like, it's not real. Like, you can tell. Like, it's just not, you just the way everybody's act, the way they all go, whatever, it's not real. And she was like, okay, whatever. And then it, the movie goes along, and spoiler alert, it's not real. And she's like, how did you know that? <laughs> and I was like, because this is the type of movie I watch. And you just get a feel for it. You just, you can see the signs. And in this movie, I could not see the signs. I was like, I was so ready for shit to pop off at the beginning that it completely screwed up my idea of what this movie was going to be, which is great because that's what you want, right? Like, I'm all for a completely straightforward movie. Like, I rewatch on Halloween, I rewatch Night of the, the Scarecrow, and that movie is fucking brilliant. Because one, it was a TV movie, so it was limited in what it could show. Mm-hmm. Two, it was a it was a perfect ghost story in that it was just as much about the guilt that the killers felt as it was. But like you didn't know whether they were actually being chased by a scarecrow 
until the very end, the last two minutes of that movie, it could have been that they were being harassed by an actual human being. And it was all about their guilt and all that shit. Like, that movie was fucking perfect. And I love a good, straightforward ghost story like that is fucking great. I still appreciate something like that if it's well executed. But then you have something like this, where you and I watch a shit ton of horror movies and we're still going, well, what the fuck? Like, it's completely <laughs> playing on your expectations of what a horror movie is now and 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 what you know and not in a way where something happens and you're like well that's just stupid that's cheap or that's whatever right um and it was so good yep i agree yeah um and that's that's what and i mean and, and again like i'm i'm glad that it got into theaters Oh man, I love it. This is such an amazing year for horror, and like, yeah, to see this and smile and, and terrify, like you said, like to see what it's doing, just just and and people going out and supporting it, like because yeah. that's how we get more of this, and and it's going to be impossible for these dickhead executives to not realize or get. They're going to have to start taking these chances and taking these swings and giving movies like this an actual chance to, to right be successful and to, and and to give these creators the opportunity to get their unique voices out there is just like the most amazing fun. I've been like we've been preaching about this we've been doing this show for how many fucking years right like you know it, but to see this finally happen and it, yeah. and it hit like mainstream like this it's just it's just been absolutely fucking incredible to see and I just can't, I cannot fucking wait to see what comes out of this right right because this is not like don't get me wrong like I like the conjuring and shit like that but there's a difference between kind of PG hurt 13 horror, which I still, I don't get me wrong. Like there is still a place for that. Like, like, you know, scary stories to tell in the dark, I think is still a fantastic, like that is a great jumping on point for younger audiences Mm -hmm. to watch horror movies. There's still a place for younger audiences to be able to, to watch horror movies where it's not incredibly gory. It's, it's appropriate for them. They can get scared. They have, they're well-written, good characters, you know, but there's also a place for for mom and dad or dad and dad or mom and mom uh, to to go to the theater and just get grossed the fuck out and scared right, right, and right. like I remember and and like and I don't want to pull throw out that like I don't use the term elevated horror because that implies that horror movie is down in the gutter and it's not like I would argue that horror movie has. Uh, just a beautiful kaleidoscope of themes and cultures and uh you know you've got shit that is just down and dirty nothing more than folks getting killed whatever and then you've got like you know uh, serious treatments of things like mental illness and 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 abuse and things like that and it runs the whole gamut different creators different cultures all that stuff like we don't you don't need to elevate horror it's already up there Right. You just have to change your your fucking janky ass ideas about it. Right. Um, exactly. Yep. You know, like I love that when I and I know that some people don't like Hereditary. I love that when I went to see Hereditary in the theater and I left and heard a noise coming from a dumpster that I was so goddamn scared I couldn't get to my car fast enough. Like I love the fact that there was a movie in the theaters that made me so scared that I couldn't get in my car fast enough. Yep. Um, And in the same way that when I went to see the first Transformers movie, I got in the theater because I thought that movie was going to be fucking terrible. And it was so, I loved it so much that when I was like, in the parking lot, just like, is that thing going to transform? Is that going to transform? Like, it was just like that feeling you had, like where you're just like, you carry what the movie, what you felt in the movie outside of it. And it's like, it's, yeah, I agree with you. Like, I hope that, you know, these executives, because it's all about money, right? Like, you can argue that there's, and I mean, don't get me wrong, there's like certain, you know, like you look at something like A24, like they are more, inclined to take risks with things and be more about the 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 vision of the film and less about the, the profit uh-huh. um but you you know you just hope that yeah these executives see this shit and are like fuck people want to see balls out hard our horror yeah 
if it's good. Yep. And then they, they pay for it. So, um, yeah, this is going to be a tough, like our end of the year, like we're going to need three shows, two for movies and one for games. Fuck, we don't even need one for games. I don't even know. I don't either. Uh, yeah, I've got Destiny. All right, we're good. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> I, won't even, I won't get to God of War this year. I know that. So it's like, eh, what am I going to talk about Destiny again? Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah. So, so three just absolute fantastic films. Go see them. Uh, it's, you know, do your thing. Um, real quick on the games front, um, I have uh, I'm playing Gotham Knights, and it's fine. <laughs> um, I am enjoying it way more than uh, Avengers, Marvel Avengers. I know that you enjoyed Avengers more than I did. Mm-hmm. You know, my biggest issue with Avengers was that you know it felt like a games as a service tacked on to an action game or I should say an action game tacked on to the idea of games as a service um, and Gotham Knights is not like that at all um, it, it's definitely got some of those like um, it's not like it's a weird mix of things so the essential of the setup is that and this is not a spoiler they've talked about this in all the promotional materials and like Batman is dead like mm-hmm. actually dead and you know um you know dick grayson you know barbara gordon you know tim drake jason todd they are now trying to figure out what bruce was investigating but then also keep gotham safe so the gameplay loop is kind of weird it's like every night you pick a character you go out and you go patrolling and there are these like random crimes you could find you beat people up interrogate them and they'll give you clues and then there's also these things called premeditated crimes which is what the clues tie you on to and they're like kind of like uh it's kind of hard to describe there's like they're 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 not they're the same thing it's like okay you they're they're, they're robbing a armored car so you got to beat everybody up before they take all the money or they're trying to mm-hmm. Uh, interrogate a witness, so you gotta beat everybody up, defeat them before they break the board door down or whatever. Or they got people kidnapped with bombs, and you gotta either stealthily defuse the bombs or beat everybody up before the bombs go off. So, so every night when you go out, there's those things, and there's also like story-based missions and and different case files. There's a Harley Quinn case file and a uh, Mr. Freeze and so on and so forth. Um, and it's this weird loop of if if you kind of look at it almost like Destiny, where you're like, oh, I've got patrols and um, public events, and I do those things. But imagine like if the only way you could get a you could level up the only way. Imagine if the only way in Destiny you could get the ability to throw grenades was to do patrols, but. In order to throw grenades, you had to get a certain type of enemy to show up in a patrol, and it was random whether or not that enemy would show up. Wow. That, that's kind of what it is. So it's this weird um, combination of going to go do these random things, have story missions, and some stuff shared across the characters and some stuff isn't. So if you do a bunch of random crimes and you get a bunch of clues that determines how many premeditated crimes show up the next night but i cannot figure out the math i get 12 clues that it says 12 how many premeditated crimes are unlocked seven all right what like why that doesn't make sense you would think it'd be one to one well if you want to bring a character to what they call knighthood which allows them to glide uh around the city you know, actually not have to fucking batter, you know, grapple everywhere or drive their motorcycle, then you've got to do 10 premeditated, pre- 10 premeditated crimes, plus do this training thing, plus defeat five of these particular bosses. But those bosses only show up certain places. It's crapshoot whether you'll actually get them to show up. Mm-hmm. But yet it's kind of a story thing for them to get to knighthood because Bruce is dead. And so you, you know, you would want fucking dick grayson to get to knighthood because that's what batman would have wanted right so you got that shit but then it's like experience is shared across all of them so 
if you end a, a, a an evening and you've you've leveled up Jason Todd to where he can unlock multiple abilities, well, everybody's got all those abilities unlocked. But the gear is not. So if you're beating up people as Nightwing and you can make level ten Eskrima sticks, you can make them for him. If you switch to Jason Todd, you can't get level ten guns. You might have all the crafting materials, but you don't have the guns. You got to beat people up to get the blueprints to get level. It's weird. Oh so it's like on the one hand, it encourages you to switch between characters, but on the other hand, it doesn't because from an equipment standpoint they're going to be under-leveled. And some stuff you can do that like just unlocks gear to help you be on top of it. It's just as weird. And then it's like, oh, you've got these momentum abilities, which are like, like if you imagine the Batman games, like the different types of takedowns he could do. Well, you got to, again, find a certain type of boss and beat him, and then you can unlock more of them. But it's random where they show up, whether they show up in the first place. So it's like every night you're like, well, who do I pick? And if I pick this person... Am I going to actually be able to move them further along? You know what I mean? It's like, so you're just kind of doing these random things in the hopes that you can move things further, but then there's also story through. And the writing is fantastic. That's what's so frustrating. Mm-hmm. The characters are all very well realized. I mean, Jason Todd looks like he's been fucking juicing like a motherfucker. He is the. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I get it. Like, Red Hood, he's not. But I mean, he is like fucking jacked. And I'm like, I don't think that's who he would grow into <laughs> but right, whatever right. but it's like the writing is really good the, the the character interactions are good the story stuff is great it's just everything other than it you're just kind of like eh like it's just not I mean when you just do the same premeditated crime because they're the same thing you'll go to the planetarium 15 times and just beat up the same guys to beat up these guys with the fucking armored truck you and the other enemies might get more powerful as you progress but it's still you're doing it's like destiny you're doing the same patrols you're doing the same public events you're doing the same things you know if like the only way you could do strikes in destiny was to do 17 patrols Right. You would just be like, you know what, I'm good. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, And it's interesting to me that this is what they chose to do. Like, this is, like, when you look at kind of the four Arkham game, and it's not an Arkham game, (coughs) but but it's made by Ubisoft Montreal, who made uh, Arkham Origins. So when you see, like, (coughs) what we'd had in Batman games up until this point... Mm. And this is kind of what they're doing. Even, like, the combat animations and stuff, it's just... They're just not... When I play this game, even on easy, when I'm just, like, beating people up, <coughs> I don't feel at all, as much of a badass as I do playing any of the Arkham games mm-hmm. on, like, normal. Like, it's just not... The combat just doesn't have the same weight. Like, when you would play the Batman games, and he would do, like, a takedown, you would feel that crunch. You would be like, oh, he just fucked that guy up. And this movie, sorry, this game, it just, the combat just doesn't have the same weight to it. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, there's more options with, like, you know, there's mod chips and elemental this, and you can change out the gloves and the boots and all this shit, but it just doesn't have the same weight as the, the Arkham game. And there's collectibles and all that shit, and you can you can kind of do, but I don't know. Um, I mean, as something that I'm playing, like I'll, I'm going to play it. I'm going to finish it. I might even platinum it just because same as you, I'm going, all right, well, I have God of War coming mm-hmm. and then that's it for the rest of the year. Right. I mean, it's weird to think that, you know, on November, you know, 6th, you know, I mean, God of War comes out on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. That's it for the rest of the year. I don't play Call of Duty, so I don't give a shit. That movie sounds fucking janky as fuck. Or sorry, that game seems broke as fuck. Um, well, so I'm excited I go, to play that for the story, but you know, I only play it for the yeah, 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 yeah. But like, yes. Um, but it's like, okay, well, I might as well play time. I might as well spend time in this game, and I'll do as much as I want to do. If I if I'm getting bored of it and don't want to do it, I won't platinum it. But you right. know, I, I kind of look at what I got for the rest of the year and go, yeah, I can spend some time 
flying around Gotham City. <laughs> For sure. Well, my uh, thing is like you know I know I, I I'll play it. Um, I I'll pick it up when it's twenty bucks. Which thankfully I guess if it's not performing all that well and like the reviews weren't great for it I've, i have a feeling it's going to start coming down pretty quick so yeah i mean also i i do i do think the i'm i'm not i'm not one i'm not like a frame rate snob by any stretch of the imagination mm. um the problem is when 30 frames a second is your high point when yeah. you when you start to dip down you really feel it yeah like i if if 60 frames per second is your max and it drops into the 40s, I personally am not going to notice it. Maybe other people will, but I am not going to notice it. Right. But when it's 30 and it drops into the 20s, you fucking, you 100% yeah. feel it. Especially right. in something um, as, you know, reflex focused as something like this. We're trying to dodge attacks and, and shit like that. Like those extra frames really do make a difference even if like you get on your bat cycle and you're you know driving to the next you know uh map marker and it just feels like a slideshow it's just really takes away from the whole experience so um you know who knows i I don't know i don't know what they have planned for this game moving forward in terms of support or whether they want to do any sort of like dlc or mission i don't really care I mean, I would imagine in co-op, it's probably pretty fun. You, know, you get a couple people in there, you know, yeah. combining uh, momentum attacks and, you know, beating each other up. But, you know, in terms of, like, you know, what the future of this game holds, I don't I don't know. I don't I don't see it being like an Avengers where, you know, they they kept adding, yeah you know, stuff based on different movies and things like that. And they're not going to be like, and now Black Adam, you know, because they'd be like, it makes no sense, but okay, sure. Um, (laughs) So, um, you know. uh, Avengers has been interesting to see how they've they've really stuck with that, which is cool. That's what I hoped for Anthem, to be honest. Like, yeah, I I always hoped they would have stuck with Anthem, you know, and all the things they were talking about and promise and stuff like that. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think Anthem was a game that just, like, they realized how many of their design choices just didn't work, and then at that point, you know, they couldn't right? They couldn't fix the things that people were... Like, Gotham Knights, they could conceivably say, okay, we, we, we've done some work, we've optimized the engine, we could, you know, maybe get some more frames out, offer a different performance versus quality, things like that. In terms of, like, the actual gameplay loop, um, I'm not sure how much they could do about it, but that being said, I do feel like the story stuff and the character moments are good enough to keep playing the game, and how much of the random stuff you want to do really is just based on you know, how much you want to grind to get your characters up to a certain point. You could just be like, fuck it. I don't care about the random stuff. I just want to do the story stuff. I'm going to throw this shit on very easy where who cares? Mm. You know, it's all just a fucking cakewalk. And then you can just, you know, spend time with the characters. Because, I mean, like, I'm such a dork that I'm just like, I need to get them all to knighthood because that's what Bruce would have wanted. (laughs) (laughs) Because, I like, I love the bat family like i just i love all of these characters and so for me as a as a as a batman fan like it's it's worth playing and and spending the extra time because like dick grayson should get the opportunity to feel as if he met the expectations right that that of batman even if Bruce never verbalized them or never wanted to because he didn't want Dick to feel that way. Like, Tim Drake should get to feel like he achieved what Bruce wanted for him, right? Like, right. and I feel that as, as someone who's who's lived with these characters for 50 years or 40 years or however long it's been, you know. So it's worth it to me to go through that stuff. And that's, I think, that's a testament to the game that they're, they're written well enough that you, you feel someone who... L- grew you know is invested in batman characters to begin with like i don't care about the quarter owl shit like it was fine like i i was i thought it was good in the comics i never like, yeah. didn't blow my mind or anything right um but i i just for these characters like i i would like them to feel like they made daddy happy 
<laughs> For once. <That's- laughs> um, yeah, so next episode, uh, I, will I have gotten to God of War? I don't know. We'll see. Um, I, I kind of doubt it in two weeks I'd get this thing done and then start playing it, right. but but who knows. Um, I do want to play Bayonetta 3, and I do want to play Harvestrella, but those will wait for once I get these next ones done. So, And then, of course, we have our next season. No, not until December, so we have a ways to go yeah, for that one. Month, yeah. So, All right, so that's uh, kind of what we've been doing. Uh, next show we'll have... I mean, there's so much stuff we didn't talk about this time that we'll be able to get into next time. I have a list of things that I've watched and a list of things that I have not watched that I need to get to. So uh, thankfully we will not be uh, uh, not be at a loss uh, for what to talk about. And hopefully whatever it is we decide to talk about, uh, you will be here with us. Uh, so this has been episode 159. Oh, real quick. Uh, Tuesday's election day. Fucking vote. Like... This shit is not a drill. If you've already been able to vote early, whether it's by mail or in person, good for you. Uh, yep. But if you haven't been able to... So, a few things. One, vote. Uh, two, if for whatever reason uh, your vote is challenged, fill out a provisional ballot. So that way, if the challenge is unsuccessful, that your vote is still counted. Uh, and if you live in a state that does mail-in voting and you've already done it, just check to make sure. Like in Florida, for example, I can go online and I can see that my vote's been counted. And if your vote hasn't been counted, fix that shit. And then, you know, just don't vote for people who are want to take away free elections, take away a woman's right to choose, take away birth control, take away gay marriage, roll take away Medicare, Social Security. You know, I'm just throwing some ideas out there as to who not to vote for. Uh, You know, crazy, right? I I like to think that, you know, democracy is something important and we should probably keep it, but, you know, obviously everybody's different, so. But, uh, you know, make sure that on Tuesday. And and ask, like, your employer might give you time to vote. Some do, so. Anyway. And also, Tuesday night is a full moon, blood moon, lunar eclipse, last lunar eclipse uh, until 2025. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's on election day, so, you know, just <laughs> be prepared, because <laughs> yeah. who knows? Holy shit, yeah. <laughs> so go out and look at the moon and, you know, and uh, ponder the future. Whatever it may entail. Lack, of, lack thereof. <laughs> <Or> the lack thereof. <laughs> uh, shit. Um, yeah. So this has been episode 159 of the Divided by Werewolves. Thank you so much for hanging out, and we look forward to spending some more time with you in the next couple weeks. For myself and Mitch, thank you again. Good night. Bye.